Talk about life, love, and everything in between. Everything in between. Everything. No? <laughs> Surprised you talk it at all. We had a oh very, very, very yes. long day today. Why did we have a long you? day, babe? You, do, do you care to share why we had a long day? <laughs> Disrespectful. So, I, well, I, you know what? Honestly, it's not really my fault. Mm. I gave Elle two choices. Right. And I said, we can either go on this hike. Right. That is around 10 miles or. So she heard. We can do, <laughs> according to Google. Right. Uh, or we can do this bike ride that's, I think, going to put us at like 13. Awesome views. So she, she knows how much I love hikes. Right. And so what did she do? She chose the hike. You know why? Why? Because I love you, and I didn't want to do it, but I did it for you. <laughs> so this hike ended up being about 12 miles, Bruh, and you go, it's out and back, and... It sucked. It was beautiful, though, but it, it actually sucked. was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It sucked. And I posted some pictures on Twitter, Why too. Why did it just suck? Like because the boulders... So she says it sucked. It was... The hike did not suck. Okay. It actually was a very beautiful hike. Like, beautiful all the way through beautiful. Mm. From like, the start, literally, to finish. From Ruta to the Tootle. It's a beautiful hike. From the Ruta to the Tootle. It was beautiful. It was. It had the Indiglo. Indigo. Indiglo. Indiglo. It had the Indiglo water. The Indigo water. Um, we were... The whole hike consists of you being in, like, this kind of valley yeah. between two mountains. Right. The thing was, is that when you get... After you've already hiked a little over five miles... You don't feel like doing nothing else? You come to these boulders. You want to ranch around and ranch it off? And I guess she's going to say that for every episode. I am, because so, it's true. So, you have to hop from boulder to boulder hop. to boulder. I'm almost 40, and she told me I happened. That's why so, my knees hurting right now. And so then after you hop all these boulders. Now, this is not like, oh, you hop a couple boulders no, and you're done. definitely not. It is just. I wonder, did I post pictures of the boulders? Did I post pictures of the boulders? I don't know if you did. I'm going but to. But it's just rows and rows and rows. Like, it's just nonstop boulders at this point it's to just get to the disrespectful That's but what the it thing is, is, is that <clears throat> after you hop these boulders you then have to go back the way you can almost like six miles after hopping the boulders and then before we got on the boulders there was a guy <laughs> a that had just came out of the boulders oh, God. and uh bugs was... went down to the water <laughs> so bugs goes down the guy is down by the water yeah we're about to go over this bridge to take us right into the boulders literally you cross the bridge and you're smacking to the boulders so just before that bugs decides he wants to go right down i mean it's literally 
like right there and touch yeah. the water. So he touches the water. He turns around and get up and he sees the guy and he says, oh, <laughs> oh my he's God. like, are you okay? <laughs> this dude coming across the boulders, I guess, must have fell. But he hit his leg. He right. hit his head. Hit. He was bleeding from his head. He was bleeding down his leg. Now, we got the the back teen spray and Band-Aid. So right. he comes up. And Ella's like, you got Band-Aids? <laughs> He's like, we got Band-Aids. You, want- <laughs> you need some help. <laughs> He's like, no, no, I'm good. He re- he know he wanted that Band-Aid and that spray. But um, I, I yeah, I my heart went out to him because he has to walk back like six miles right. bleeding like that. I mean, it was, it was okay. It was running down the side of his face. But, I mean, it wasn't profuse or anything like that. But... Mm. It was so good about. So anyway, we did that today. And the funny thing is, is like my feet felt good the whole time, but my feet are swollen still. Uh, I feel like trash. Like my feet are like really, my feet and my toes are swollen. Trash.com. But it was a great hike. And we ended up, I ended up burning, according to my watch and stuff, 2,900 calories. How many steps we had? It was like 28,000, yeah, a little over 28,000 steps. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. But it was good. It was good. And she knows I don't tend to pick easy hikes. Well, this one was easier than last week's hike. (laughs) Well, from what the person said that told her about the hike, said that the hike was fairly flat and fairly easy. And the lie detector test determined that that was a lie. No. No. Compared to last week's hike? Well, of course, compared to last week's hike, we were rock climbing. This time we were just hopping boulders. Yeah. That's true. So. That's true. Anyway, she's fine. She's good. My pinky told her. Bugs love the hike. But again, when we were walking back, <laughs> when you get to like. <laughs> you sure he loved the hike? He did. Man, listen. He did. When we got towards like mile 11, yeah, at that right. point, everybody's kind of like, all right, I'm ready to be done. But we're working up towards a 40 mile hike. So she's just going to have to get over it. Y'all see who doing all the talking, talking about that 40 mile hike. Not me. She's doing the forty mile hike. What's the what's the uh what's the word for the day? <laughs> anyway, what are we talking we about? We hope everyone had a great week. Oh yeah, it's almost over. And Weekend's a great weekend. Over. Tomorrow's get ready for work day. Mm-hmm. Which is gonna suck. But No, not really. It's gonna suck, I gotta go back. Yeah, I never look forward. Every time Sunday hits, I look forward to Friday. Oh. Well at least you ain't gotta cook. Because somebody loves you and has food prep for you for the entire week. Oh, you want to talk about that? Oh, so what's the topic for you? You know, it's funny because she overacted like she's the only one that does stuff. Hey, I'm not. But I feel accomplished that I made sure my wife was taken care of before I uh, go out here and save the world. Yeah, I do. Anyway, Hmm. so for this episode, we thought we would make a part two since we talked before about... How to build trust within a relationship. Like from the start, we thought we'd go a little more into how do you learn to trust another person if someone in your past has hurt you very deeply and broken that trust. And so Elle is going to actually share a story with you guys. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the walls and in the back of my mind, I hear my... That was my story. No? Okay. Go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. (laughs) So she's going to share a story uh, about her previous relationship mm. prior to me Won't he do and it? how she was able to overcome the things that, that happened with that relationship. Roger that. Um, where shall I start, ma'am? Where do you want me to start up? 
start from what led to you getting married in the first place. Oh, okay. So, um, once again, my beautiful wife and life partner has put me on the spot. So I am going to share a part of my life story uh, with you all. So, uh, never in a million years thought that I would get married, but I am on my second and last marriage. So with that being said, um, I had a significant emotional event in my life in 2014. I lost uh, my grandmother. And during the time that I lost my grandmother, I was going back and forth home. Um, I was single at the time and just kind of trying to find someone to fill the void of um, everything that I was going through. Uh, I was by myself um, at this particular duty station and I was hitting people up here and there but it was nothing nothing serious and then um my grandmother started getting sick over time and then my grandmother passed so um I was talking to this one particular woman during the time that my grandmother passed and mind you just a little background about me and my grandmother my grandmother raised me um, from the age of six months until I walked away and uh, joined the military so that was at least to 18 and then when I came home it was like I was a kid you know she raised me anything I needed anything I ever wanted she was always there for me she was my rock my foundation um my everything so uh when I lost her, I um, it took a part of me. It, it took a part of me uh, mentally. It took a part of me uh, physically. And I was yearning to fill <clears throat> the void of losing her. Uh, so at the time, I was, this particular uh, girl I was talking to, and I rushed my relationship with her because prior to me going home to my grandmother's funeral, um, I was living alone. And we were talking and um, she pretty much was like, hey, I feel sorry about everything that you went through. And I was pretty much just for the most part shutting everybody out. And I allowed myself to get close to her because I was looking for that void to be filled. So I went from moving out of my apartment to living with her. And then I went from living with her to me uh, prematurely proposing to her and us becoming married. How... uh how long between your return home from your grandma's funeral to moving in with her? So it? I got back. Um, I think I was there for a week and I hit her up. I was like, hey, uh, what do you feel about us moving in together? And she was like super cool with it, shockingly, because I was in my apartment and I was just looking at the walls. I was drinking. I was um, just going out, doing random things. And I was like, you know this needs to stop. Let me find somebody to kind of get a handle on me. And uh, a week after I got back, I hit her up and hey, that U-Haul was pumping. I got that U-Haul, put all my stuff in the U-Haul and I ended up moving in with her. And then me moving in with her um, kind of kind of made our relationship, uh, it made us become closer because I was there every day. And she had kids and she introduced me to her kids. So I kind of got invested at that moment. You know, it was, um, it was rough. So everything that I was feeling, all the emotions that I was going through, I pretty much put that stuff, um, not on the back burner, but I put it far away 
So I wouldn't allow myself to just be in a dark space. So I ended up getting married. Um, and how long did it? I know I keep interrupting. No, I you're just, fine. I'm you're fine. Curious. How long was it from the time you moved in to the time you actually got married? So from the time I moved in to the time I moved in um, in October, I got married in December. So that was, you can do the math on how quick that was. So uh, yeah, it was like a few months and I got married and then... Things were good. Um, things were good for a, a good period of time because I was married for three years. And then we ended up transitioning to another location. So this is my first time not only being married. This is my first time transitioning to another location uh, with the whole family. So um, we ended up getting to the n new location. Things were good. Life was good. Just how it was when um, at the uh, first initial uh, duty station. And then it was 2017, um, I want to say it was June, June, July. I was uh, in school, and my wife at the time had went home. So she went home, you know, I consider myself a trustworthy person. So I don't went to school, you know, she done took the kids with her. Um, she done dropped one child off here, one child off there, and she out in the streets doing her thing. So I was in like a super major school and I had a test coming up. She told me she was going to call me that night. She had called me every night. And this night in particular, she didn't call me. So like any spouse, I was freaking out, blowing her phone up, blowing her phone up, calling her, calling her. It was like right before my test, blowing her phone up, blowing her phone up, calling her, calling her. Ten minutes before my test, she called me and said, oh, my phone died. Oh, I'm with my homegirl. We not in North Carolina no more. We're in Virginia. Everything good. I'll see you soon. So in that moment, my headlamps went off. But I was good. My headlamps went off like, okay, your phone died, blase, blase. I really didn't have a chance to focus on that right now. I had to pass this test. Um, needless to say, I barely passed that school. Uh, because one thing about me, if I care for you and you tell me you're going to do something, I'm going to hold you to it. And if you don't, that lets me know something wrong and I need to get on the horn. So that happened. And um, I was like, okay. And then things in the household started to... Um, kind of like take a dive so she uh ended up getting out the military and then things really took a dive she ended up getting out the military uh she dyed her hair she didn't like her hair so she cut her hair off and then she cut her hair off and she was insecure uh about her hair being cut off and you know me i'm like oh don't worry about it you're pretty anyway throw your wigs on whatever you know so she um ended up getting out the military Kind of had a moment where she uh, was depressed about getting out the military. But this was a choice. And mind you, this choice came out of nowhere. Now, we fast forward. And I told you what happened in June. Then after that, it was like, oh, I'm getting out the Army. Oh, I'm going to use my family care plan to get out the Army. I was like, um, where's this coming from? I just want to get out. I don't want to be in the Army anymore. So I was like, okay. So then after she got out the Army, um, she started smoking weed. And it went from her smoking weed outside in the garage to her smoking weed in our bathroom. Um, and I was like, hey, 
I don't think you should be doing that because the kids and they can smell that and they know what it is, you know, this and this and this. So she had like no regards to anything. So I went in my computer room uh, one day and am I, did I skip something? Babe? Um, I don't know at I know what I'm point fast. there was the, the stuff you were given in terms of her supposed to be paying the mortgage. Oh, Jesus be a fence. Right. So, <clears throat> you, oh, you're talking about the stuff that got in the mail that showed that the mortgage was uh, past due. Right. Right. You have been. Right. So before the whole I'm getting out the army thing, I had been giving her the money for the mortgage. And I'm thinking, you know, this is the other part of the household. I'm getting my half. I'm getting you the money. I'm, I'm taking care of the bills. I'm taking care of the house. You just pay the bills. That's all we need you to do. Come to find out, I get a pass due notice in the mail. Uh, It was two months. Yeah, two months behind on the mortgage. So then I started asking questions like, hey, what's going on? What happened with this, this and this? So my uh, my antennas went off again. And I ended up going in my computer room. And no, 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 no. I was downstairs and my son's phone went off. And he was eight at the time. And I'm always checking his phone. I'm like, why he getting emails? So I grabbed the phone. <clears throat> I opened the email. The email says, um, here's your uh, NFL ticket receipt. I said, NFL ticket? I look at the tickets. My wife's name's on the tickets. And she got two of them. So what did she tell you she was doing with the the tickets, the mortgage? Money? Oh, the mortgage. Hold on. She, she didn't pay the mortgage. No, she didn't pay the mortgage. Did she tell you what she was doing with the money. She said that she was. Now you got me thinking. I forgot. It's OK if you can't remember. No, I forgot. I'm going to come back to it because I know it's going to come back to me. Um. So the, the, the football tickets popped up and I was like, hey, you know, what's this about? She was like, oh, I bought these tickets for my best friend because her boyfriend don't know she's going to the game with somebody else. And I was like, well, why would you use your card to get these tickets for your friend? She was like, oh, because she transferred me the money. So now I'm looking. Not only am I looking, like I am Inspector Gadget looking. Like I am looking at everything looking because now... You lying to me. You can't get your lies together. So then um, she had left this um, notebook and these stickies. And it's so funny because I've showed my boo, my baby right here beside me. I showed her like all the sticky notes and she had wrote this sticky note. She still got pictures. Yeah, I got pictures and everything. But she she wrote tried this... to delete them, but the cloud won't oh, let yeah, it happen. Oh yeah, the cloud won't let me, cloud <laughs> won't let me delete. She had little sticky notes. It's cuffing season. I'm cuffing. And then... Um, I start searching. I start searching. I find a hotel reservation. The hotel reservation is the same day of these football tickets, which was Christmas Eve, right? And then guess who the hotel reservation name is? Hers. Okay. So now I'm looking. I go upstairs to the computer. I was like, well, she being reckless like this. You know, some should be out there. I don't found a notebook and it says her name and her boo name and it's a heart. Like, are we in fourth grade or are we grown? So I hit my computer room. I was like, she just super being blank disrespect. What else can I find? Because I'm on a mission now. I go in my room. I sit on the bed. And some said, L, look behind that chair. 
Man, I looked behind that chair. This girl had done took a trash bag and put brand new Victoria's Secret in there. Brand new underwear. Brand new lingerie. Not lingerie. Lingerie. Brand, brand new lingerie. Um, she had them bought her boo a football jersey, bought her a football jersey. They had beanie caps that matched like she had the whole nine. Then I went a little further and I went in the bathroom and I started opening drawers. And in those drawers, you had that little sex, you know, the little sex stuff that you can, that you can taste. If you, if you rub it on the clit, you can taste it. And then the receipt said, no Carolina. <laughs> and I said, won't he do it, Lord? You just show me, you show me everything I need to see um in those moments what about your cologne oh man listen so before we transition to our uh second location i had over 20 plus bottles of cologne and i i couldn't realize like where my cologne was going i was like maybe we didn't unpack a box like maybe i'm missing a box and i ain't never find it because that negro was wearing my <laughs> he was wearing my cologne so i got all this stuff and um, I tell her, I pretty much say, I know what you're doing. But if you want to keep your marriage, please don't go to North Carolina and see this Negro and go to this football game with him. I said, please don't do that. Don't do that to our family. Don't do that to us. So despite everything that I had found, I begged her not to go. You know she went. So <laughs> Christmas time came. I took the youngest son with me. She took the oldest son with her because she was dropping him off at his dad's house. Christmas Eve came. I was in my hometown. I was super drunk. I don't got the hotel. I don't gave him her name. Called the room. Brother man don't answer the phone. Like, what's up? I said, uh, can I speak to? He hung up in my face. I called again. I kept calling, kept calling. And then... He would just put the phone and um, take the phone off the hook like he wouldn't say anything. So I um, I took uh, I took her son. I dropped him off at the granddad's house, um, her dad's house, and I flew back home. I flew back home. I hit my homegirl at the time. I was like, hey, I need you to come help me pack my stuff up. When I tell you the day that I got back, I packed that house up with everything that I owned in it. I went to a divorce brief. I got my paperwork. I got my divorce papers. She said, hey, I'm flying back in on the 2nd. Um, my flight is this time. Can you pick us up? I said, I sure can pick you up. So I took my homegirl with me. And um, she got in the car. And she had an attitude. Like, I went to the hotel with homeboy and went to the football game. She had an attitude with me. And I'm like, hey, girl, how was your trip? Hey, boys, you know, I'm just being super, super, super happy, super professional because I got my homegirl in the car and I'm not finna act a fool in front of her. That, that ain't how I conduct business. So we get back to the house. My homegirl go upstairs. The kids go to bed. I call her downstairs. I said, um, I need you to sign these papers. I'm filing for divorce. And she looked at me like I had said something foreign. I said, um, I asked you not to go. You went. We're done. Like, there's nothing else to talk about. Like, you just pretty much disrespected me in my face. And um, she was like, well, I need to sign it. Well, I need to sign it. And me, I was so, let me tell you how, how G to G I was. Because the house that we had, I co-signed on that house. And the things that were in the house, I know the things that I had bought. And the things that she had bought. And I also took the boys into consideration. So I had itemized list 
of everything that she could keep and everything that I was keeping. And I knew she wasn't going to fight me on anything because her head was in North Carolina with a boo. So I had everything documented, everything written out. She signed all documents saying, hey, she going to take this. Hey, she going to take that. So then she hit me with the, um, oh, I also found that um, before she even went down there to with dude to the football game, she had scheduled movers to come to the house. So she already had her mind made up. So um, I ended up, uh, she said I wanted to be gone before my birthday. So I gave her money to hit the road. I got her tires fixed. I got her oil change and all that stuff done. Packed her up, the kids up, and she left. And... My property manager to this day, I wish I could give her a shout out on here. She was like, Ella, how could she leave you with all this? And I said, you know what? Don't even worry about it because I got it. So I tightened up the house. If I had to paint, I had to buy stuff. I repaired it. And then when we got the money from the house, once we sold it, I gave her half and I didn't have to. But I didn't want that on me. And I wanted to continue to get my blessings and continue to get the things that God had in store for me. So I gave a half, even though I don't have to. And then the other uh, money that we received the bank from the bank, um, they deposited it straight to her. You think she gave me half? <laughs> I still ain't seen that half. Uh, but it's all good. Everything happens for a reason. So I say all that to say that um, when I met my wife, well, first, because of course you're going to talk about she met me. Oh, my goodness. But, no, for people that are trying to... I know I was just talking a lot. Get to that. No, you weren't. You told okay. your story. Okay. No, you did good. You did good. <laughs> oh. Did you boot you? Do... No. <laughs> what my kids said, though? Come on. Come I knew as soon as I said that. I knew as soon as I said that she was going to do that. No, you actually did very good. It was... You, you told the story. But the thing is, is that also... Touch on what it was to heal, because it wasn't like you just mm. walked away from hey, that relationship. Man, no. And she was like, "I'm free." Oh no, no, it no, wasn't no. like that. Let me tell y'all something. I spent, I spent thirty plus days. No, you know what? I'm gonna back up a little bit further. When they were there, uh, prior to them leaving, I had went over to the house to grab some of my stuff, and um, she had them push my stuff in the corner, and I was like, "Don't freaking touch my stuff!" And she put her hands on me. And she grabbed my neck and she pushed me down. And I jumped up, walked out the room, and I went to go talk to the kids because I knew I wasn't going to see them no more Like after that. Because now you don't put your hands on me, we're in a whole other situation. So the boys still wanted to see me. So I would, um, I would come outside, blow. They'll come outside. I'll take them to practice and do stuff like that. Um, so after they left, like them leaving was hard when i tell you i bawled i bawled because they were just saying bye to me with no indication 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 that they would see me again and i knew i knew they would um so i was a mess i slept in my house for a month no furniture no nothing um i couldn't sleep i um oh no Dang, I got to back up. I'm sorry. When she put her hands on me, uh, technically, I really didn't have anywhere to go. So they put me in a, a cool down room. And when I was in that cool down room, I um, got on Netflix and I start watching the story of David. And then I start watching the story of the Bible. And every night I would go in the closet in the dark and I'll pray that God 
help me get through this. I pray that he gives me the strength to get, get through this. I pray that um, he gives me the courage to move forward. Um, then they left and I was in the house by myself and I prayed and I cried and I sung. And it's funny because me and Bae was in the bed the other day and she found some of my videos where I was just singing gospels in the dark. Like I, I just prayed and cried and prayed and cried. And it was a lot. It was a lot because being a woman that doesn't have kids, you grow attachment to kids when you're in these relationships with these different women and you have no rights to them if they decide to leave or go. Um, and that was tough for me. And it took a lot for me to overcome that because when I tell you, I taught these little boys everything they know to this day. Um, so with that, I recognized that I needed counseling, that I needed to talk to someone that I could be the so I could be the best person that I can be, not only for another relationship, but for myself, uh, because it was very important. Like no matter how quick I was to file for the divorce, it took a toll on me. And then after they left, I went to church and I was so used to them being with me and I broke. And um, the lady from church, Miss Annette, she came up to me and she said, Baby, I don't know what you're going through, but what I do know is it's going to be all right. And when I tell you, I just fell in this lady's arms and I just started crying. So I went through a lot of, um, I went through some very stressful situations. I did a lot of praying. I did a lot of crying. And at that point, I decided that I know what I want for myself. I'm not going to just stop trusting people because I had one person in my life that took advantage of me. And I told myself I deserve to be happy. So when happiness comes for me, I'm going to jump on it. And that's what I did when I met my wife. Um, so I encourage anyone um, when you go through these relationships, these marriages, you just got to make sure that you are true to yourself. Get your grieving out. Um, grieve. Because not only was I grieving my marriage, I was grieving my grandmother because I put that on a back burner for the relationship that I was in. So I was grieving many things um, through all the hardships that I went through. And then I still found myself um, grieving uh, certain things, certain situations. And that's where I took the initiative, had a conversation um, with Bay, and said that, hey, I, I need to talk to somebody. And in order for me to be 100 for us and where we trying to go, I got to make sure I'm 100 with myself. And then I can give her everything that she needs once I'm 100 with myself. And she's been super supportive. She's listened to my stories. She don't see my pictures. She don't listen to my songs. She don't, she don't seen it all. It ain't nothing she hadn't seen. Uh, so the thing of it is, is that we still want to do marriage counseling. It wouldn't matter if this relationship was perfect. Mm -hmm. We still would want to do marriage counseling, but you know, through the talks we've had, we realized that Elle still had some healing to do. Right. And not that I was necessarily paying the price for her previous relationship, but she just realized that there were still things that were going on with her personally that she needed help addressing. And then by addressing herself first, we then could address our relationship in terms of counseling. And so, you know, some people choose to do marriage counseling, and then individual counseling where you work on yourself as well. But I thought for her, it would be better that she could take all the energy and just focus on herself right. 
and get herself to where she needs to be for her. And then we can do the marriage counseling piece of it and then get ourselves to where we need to be for us. And we just think marriage counseling is important in general. The thing is, is that prior to us getting together, I had already done counseling for about four years. About four years I was doing counseling. So I had already done my piece of working on myself. And so now she is doing her part of working on herself. And it's okay to need counseling. It's not... It's not a bad thing. It's not negative. You know, a lot of times, especially in the black community, we don't really like to address right. when we when we have mental things going on that we need assistance with. And yeah. the same way you go to a doctor to fix something physically wrong with you is the same way you need to go to somebody to help fix something that's mentally wrong with you. And there's right. nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, I completely agree. 110%. I think talking to someone that doesn't know me just know my experiences that I give them and they give me honest neutral advice I think that is like one of the best things going I think it's very important and sometimes she just lets me talk it doesn't have to necessarily be about a previous relationship it could be about babe it could be about my mother it could be about my grandmother she just allows me to talk and get whatever I want to get out and I greatly appreciate that um so I did not let my first marriage define me. I did not let my first marriage give me a bad taste in my mouth about um, women, relationships, or anything. Because I don't owe you that. I don't owe you my happiness. I deserve to be happy. And I refuse to let one situation snatch that away from me. And I'm glad that I was strong enough to get through the things that I had endured and i'm glad i am where i am now so um it's been a it's been a journey it's been a uh work in progress but i'm in the building (laughs) so i'm good and i i'm grateful for all experiences i'm grateful for the experiences that i had i'm i'm grateful for everything that i went through i don't regret anything because everything was a learning experience for me Am I able to talk to them about God's work and karma? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. so now, since you've been talking no, you a got lot. That. Yeah, you so got I'll that, tell babe. this story since Elle has done quite a bit of talking today. I need some drink. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, no matter what, she, drink is always. <laughs> so the crazy thing is, and this is just, you know, how God be working, boy. Man, and it's just, listen. so she was with me. Now, we're, were we married at this point or engaged? No, we were engaged. We were, right, we were engaged. Yeah, we were, we're engaged. engaged. Yeah, we were engaged. Okay, so now we're talking, like, maybe two years after the yeah, divorce. about like two a year, years. About two years after the, well, yeah, about two years after the divorce. And so we are in San Antonio mm. at a game. For Bugs, because Bugs plays basketball. Right. We were at his game. Now think about it. If anybody's ever been to San Antonio, San Antonio is huge, huge. <laughs> huge. Yeah. Now, mind you, we're leaving the game. This is a packed gym. This is not the only gym that's used in San Antonio <laughs> for basketball. It's multiple gyms used in San Antonio as basketball. Would you know? And this gym has four different courts. Okay, right. yeah. four courts. <laughs> we are walking. From his game, we're in the building walking towards the exit. And wouldn't you know her ex-wife walks right 
by her. And when I say by, I mean, we're talking like brush shoulder yeah, by. Yeah. And it's tons of people around. What are the odds right. that your ex-wife that had moved to, where is it, North Carolina? North Carolina, yeah. North Carolina <laughs> walks past you in San Antonio, literally, where you guys could have reached out and right. hugged if you wanted to. That's how close they were. Oh, and I didn't tell y'all that I found out that she was pregnant while we were married. So when she passed by us in San Antonio... She was carrying her new baby. Well, the, she with, looked like she might have been like four or five months by that yeah, point in yeah, San Antonio. Yeah, she was carrying her right. new baby. Because um, she had got pregnant while, and I think that's why she was probably had that moving truck yeah, ready to go. Yep. Because she was pregnant while they were still married. Right. Yeah. And so this was, right. So then maybe it was a little shorter because that yeah. baby's like four or five months. So yeah. maybe it was like a year and a half yeah, or probably, so. Yeah, probably. probably a year, year and a half or so after you guys had... Uh, Got divorced. Right. And so... And yep. the time is all messed up anyway. Yeah, it was her. But yeah, they walked by baby and, uh, with the baby. The youngest. The youngest. He um, he was... Uh, I, I was his favorite. So he seen me and he lit up and I hugged him. And I was like, I love you. He said, I love you too. And then he left because I didn't want to keep him and get him in trouble. Um, but yeah, what are the odds? Now listen... I don't know who looks like who. I just see, I just see L like turn like white, like like she done seen a ghost and she looking at me. I'm like, what's up? I don't know who anybody is. And then she tells me who it was, and I done missed the whole thing because they look like regular people to me, and I'm just you know walking through the crowd, right, right. not thinking about nothing. So I turned around, but of course by this time she's passed me, so I couldn't see her. But I was like, what are the odds? So then we get to talking. Oh, yeah. And we were like, well, what the hell is she doing in San Antonio? Because she should be with dude in North Carolina. So then Elle goes, she has a brother that lives in San Antonio. So then Elle goes, well, if she's living with, if she's here in San Antonio, she's probably living with her brother. And things may not have worked out. The way she wanted them to. A couple days go by. So I tell uh, Elle to reach out to her brother, right. um, her ex-wife's brother, and see if she'll let her see the kids because I know how much those kids meant to her. And, of course, she said no. She couldn't see the kids. And we won't even get into how she just cut all contact with her and the kids off because right. that was just a mess. So a couple days go by, and I start snooping because I... <laughs> I was just, I was so curious. I was like, what is she doing in San Antonio? Right. So then I start digging, and then Elle starts digging. But yeah, come I had to... dude name, uh, yeah. the dude that she was dealing with, so I had his name, and I gave, I think I gave his name to you? You gave me everything. Yeah, I gave her all all this information. And... But Elle was the one that found this out. So I was finding stuff, and Elle was finding stuff, and we kind of put everything together, and then we found the YouTube video that, yeah. That they had for him. And so, long story short, is while she was pregnant, you see her at her baby shower, and she's got the picture of the guy at the baby shower, but you don't see him. And it, like, you see that. Yeah. And then Elle does her digging, but it turned out that while she was pregnant, before she even had the baby, he was in a high-speed chase on a motorcycle from the police, and he ended up dying. Yes. And so he died before she ever had the baby. Right. And, you know, I guess most people, especially in Elle's situation, 
would be like, I would ask what she get. Neither one of us no, felt like that. Not. Like we would never, never and wish anything like that on anybody. And maybe that made sense of why when I seen her at the gym, like she gave me this very nasty look and I couldn't understand like what that look was for. Right, because you didn't But I didn't know that um her dude had got killed. I didn't we didn't find this out until after the fact because me seeing them prompt us to figure out why she was in San Antonio. And if I would have known that, I would have said something to her. Uh I definitely didn't know. I definitely don't wish that on anybody. Um anybody. It, it was just unfortunate. Um and like babe said, we wouldn't like, oh, that's what she get because I, I don't wish that on anybody. That 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 is like a whole nother level of karma. Because she, Elle found the video on YouTube. YouTube that was like a little memorial for him, and then I found the article about how he passed away. Right. And so like I was telling Elle, I was like, you know, Elle was so fair in how they split. And she was so accommodating to her when she really didn't deserve it. Right. And, you know, we have these conversations about giving things to God and letting God deal with things how he sees fit. Mm-hmm. And God sometimes can touch people on levels that we can't even imagine. No. And and I hate to, to say it's because of her actions. I don't know. But I also look at it like I tell Elle all the time. In a way, it's a blessing because yeah. maybe God knew he was going to die because he didn't have any kids. No. And then she was pregnant with his child. So then there's a piece of him that continues to live on because she's had a baby by him. Right. And now his family has something right. that he's left behind that they can still access and interact with because maybe God knew he was going to pass away. But then also at the same time, you know, God will turn like a curse into a blessing type situation where now you're still going to get what you have coming to you for what you did to another person. But at the same time, there's going to be a blessing that comes out of it. And, you know, he works like that all the time with so many things. That's why I'm always so afraid to do something wrong (laughs) because I bet I tell you, I don't want I don't want God's wrath of anything ever. Um, I don't want his teaching moments is what I like to call. I don't want God's teaching moments. I don't want to have to learn nothing else. (laughs) And so, um, but that is some hell of a karma to come back or something to come back to you. But again, like I said, I also see it as a blessing too. And now it's just unfortunate because not only, I mean, she's already, she already was a single parent of two children with two different dads. And now she's single parent, three children, three different dads. Right. And only has one child that's even involved. I mean, one father that's involved in the child's life. And it's just, it's rough. That is rough. Yeah. That's rough. Yep. That's rough. And wouldn't wish it on anybody. But when they walked past each other in that gym, it was like, yeah, it was like, what are the odds? What are the odds of that happening? And I, I tell her. God set that whole thing up. Why? And we never knew. We don't know why yeah. he set that up. We Not really don't. Not at all. But he set it up. Because, I mean, if if y'all could have been there. Yeah. <laughs> How was... close they ended up next to each other. Man, like, I, I literally seen her sister-in-law. Her sister-in-law seen me first. She was like, hey! 
And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I looked and she was right there. And then immediately when I seen her, I looked down. Because I knew at least one of them was with her. And sure enough, a uh, little dude was with her. Um, but I was always concerned on how he was doing. So maybe that was God's way of showing me that he was okay. And he lit up, but he didn't say anything. And maybe, you know, she told him not to talk to me. I don't know what it was, but I know I hugged him. And I told him I loved him. He said he loved me too. So that was uh, that was good enough for me. Um, she was messed up for a while, though, after yeah. that one. <laughs> and you know one thing that I appreciate about my, my sugar foot beside me is that when I seen him, I was tore up. Like, I was tore up. Like, I was in the car tore up. And she, like, hey, if you want to go see them or even if you want to go see her and get closure, like, I'm all for it. Just let me know. She was super supportive. Um before she took me to my first ever Brazilian steakhouse. <laughs> That's where we were headed yeah, to, we were headed was to, to go Brazilian out to eat to Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah. And we still ended up having a great night oh, yeah, at the did. end of it. We did. But it was it was hard to see her her go through that and her cry and yeah. just be hurt. It was it was it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. So But yeah. So there y'all have it. Yeah, there it is. And so we, we wanted to share that just to say or show that even after having someone treat you that way and right. and go through something like that, you can still learn to trust another person and that there is still people out there that are trustworthy. Right. You just have to, to find that right person and take your time, yep. but take your time to heal. That is true. And you don't have to treat people like they treat you. You you have to you have to take the high road. Um, there's nothing but blessings for taking the high road. Um, Michelle Obama said it best: "When they go low, you go high." So, <laughs> with that being said, like I know some folks are in relationships and they feel like they got to get back at the person or they got to do this and do that. You ain't got to do anything but walk away. That's it. And it was so crazy because. We were so behind in so many things when it came to the mortgage and everything yeah. that I called my aunt and I said, if you can give me this money right now to get this divorce, I promise I'll give it back to you. And sure enough, as soon as I sold my house, I gave my auntie that money right back. But it is because of her <laughs> that I had them ducats to get that young divorce because I ain't have nothing. You no. hear me? Nothing. She's still... You just now oh, yeah. is in a position where Elle has been able to get herself back on track yep. from everything that's happened as a result oh, yeah. of oh, yeah. how much money and how much damage her ex-wife did to her financially. And she just kind of <laughs> glossed over it. Like, I've seen the papers. Yeah, she got everything. She I've did. seen everything. <laughs> and when I tell you, credit score was shot. I mean, just everything because as l was giving her this this money monthly right. to pay these bills it was one getting l's paid. thinking they were getting paid they were not all that money was getting spent yeah. on her and oh, her dude and my cologne <laughs> <laughs> that i yet to find because it doesn't exist because it's gone so it was it was yeah it was man. rough we gave y'all the short version hey, but long short version so resiliency is the key I'm going to just say, I was vehicle shopping and I got a 0.9 interest rate. No pressure. All right. So, 
Okay, we ain't got to talk about nothing else. All right, yep, recovery is the key. I like it. Um, but and being yeah. patient for the recovery. Oh, yeah. Don't Definitely. try to speed the process oh, yeah. of healing. Just take your time That's and it, man. Cause allow I was, it. Listen, it was, a, it was rough for me because I just knew that I was not going to get out this rut, and I did. And I thank God for right. every moment of it. I thank my... My my sugar foot over here for keeping me resilient, keeping me positive, and just encouraging me to let me know that I can do it. Because every time I said I can't, she said I can. So And she did. And I did. And I appreciate that. But yes, take your time. <clears throat> allow the healing to happen. You know, understand it's not going to change overnight. And it may place you in a situation where you have to be single for a while. And when I say a long while... I mean, a very long while, longer than you're going to want to be single. But when you come out on the other end and you fully address everything you've gone through and you allow yourself to heal and you do everything it takes to heal yourself without distracting yourself by using someone else to distract you, because that just takes away from the healing that you're trying to achieve. When you come out on that other side, Hmm. you will be such a better person. And this is how you can go forward in new relationships and be able to establish trust and things like that with someone new without holding them accountable for something that somebody else did to you in the past because you haven't gotten past that yet right, right. because they don't deserve that nope not at all man it's been real man y'all got all this tea <laughs> gary with the tea y'all got all this tea today uh but yeah, we just wanted to share that with y'all and thank y'all for listening and thank you for listening this long. Oh yeah, this, yeah, this, this was one. a long one. It's a long this one. Is a long one. But we appreciate y'all. We Always. appreciate the love that y'all showing us of on course. Twitter. Y'all been hitting us up, liking it. I, I definitely appreciate that. I'll post pictures from the height, like I said before. And um, thank y'all for all you do. Um, thank you for listening to us, little bitty us. And what else you got, baby? If you enjoyed this podcast, (laughs) please like, comment, share, subscribe, and we will catch you in the next one. We'll try to make the next one not so serious. Yeah, we're done with the serious for right now. (laughs) Out. Have a blessed one.